Welcome back to part two of our conversation with designated drinker and deputy director of communications at Fresh Farm, Molly Scalise. So if you missed part one, you know what you gotta do. Go back, belly up to that bar and give it a listen first because Gina will promise to save you a seat, right? Absolutely. There we go. I just had a vision of you having like a tape deck and like hitting rewinds. So you can hear the first part. <laughs> Or flipping the, t the, t the tape over. I mean, two at the same time. Yes. Yeah. Yes. We are old. We are very old. We are old. Um, so Molly. Ancient, really. Molly, have you ever seen a tape deck? No, I'm just no. kidding. <laughs> <laughs> she saw her dad's. Yeah, she's like, you mean the real, really old lady? <laughs> so Molly, um, in part one, you shared your journey becoming the deputy director of communications at Fresh Farm. Um, and that you're not necessarily a fruitcake fan, but you got your own kind of special version to that. <laughs> so to kick off part two, please, just in case our listeners missed it in part one, please just give us our little soundbite of what Fresh Farm is. Yeah, we are a nonprofit based in Washington, D.C., working to build a sustainable, um, equitable, and uh, resilient food system. That's awesome. So on that note, how could one participate? How could, especially now in this time, we want everyone to give all the times, all the year, of all the, you know, throughout the year, but it just seems to be top of mind, especially during the holidays. How can someone support Fresh Farm? Yeah, so um, as a nonprofit, we do accept donations. And one thing that we do every holiday season um, around Thanksgiving is our fresh food drive. So this is a little bit like your standard food drive, but with a fresh farm twist. So we raise money from our supporters and our market shoppers um, that we then use to purchase fresh food from our network of farmers to give to our partner organizations that work in you know emergency um, food relief. So homeless shelters, churches, um, soup kitchens, things like that. And um, it's a great opportunity for us to give a little extra revenue to our farmers, as well as make sure that those organizations have fresh produce to give to their clients during the holiday season. So um, that happens all throughout the month of November, and you can make donations at freshfarm.org slash freshfooddrive. And you can also make donations at your favorite farmer's market. Um, but we work with these types of organizations throughout the year, different food recovery organizations that come to our markets and collect leftover food from the farmers to distribute to um, families in need. Um, so that's that happens throughout the year, but the difference is that during the fresh food drive, we actually um, have the fundraising component rather than the farmers just donating what's left over at the end of the market. Interesting. That's And so you, you also, when we talked the other day, you have, um programs that help seniors directly, right? Yes, we do. So we have several different food access programs. Um, our primary one is called Fresh Match, and so that is an incentive program where any type of shopper who receives federal nutrition benefits, so that could be um, SNAP EBT, also known as food stamps, previously known as food stamps, um, WIC or senior farmer market benefits, anybody who spends those benefits at the market will match what they spend. So we're kind of doubling the power of their, their dollar that they're getting from um, these, these programs. So that helps to make the market more affordable, help them feel a little more welcoming and accessible for those different shoppers. And um, we work with a lot of, not only our own farmers markets, but also other partner farmers markets in the region as kind of a coalition so that those um, benefits, uh, the matching benefits can be spent at all of those different markets. So kind of empowering shoppers to have the flexibility to um, shop where they like. They don't necessarily have to spend it the day they get it. We also have a, a senior program. We just took over um, the administration of, a, of, the, of the Virginia Seniors market program in Virginia, so in Fairfax and Loudoun County. Um, 
seniors who qualify can get money to spend at the farmer's market each season. And then in DC, we administer the Produce Plus program. So that is a city-funded program um, that gives qualifying participants $40 a month from June to November um, to spend at the farmer's market. So we actually have 6,000 participants in the market wow. uh, in Produce Plus this season um, with a almost 4,000 person wait list. So wow. it's an, a hugely popular program. It's been around for many years. Um, we've administered it for two years now. And we anticipate that by the end of this season, the folks who are participating in that program will have spent about $900,000 in benefits at wow. the farmer's market. So that's $900,000 in the farmer's pockets, and that food is on those families' tables. So um, awesome program that the city you know, funds, and pretty innovative, too. There's not a lot of, of places in the country that are just you know giving, giving yeah. money to buy fruits and vegetables like that at the farmer's market. I know there's a lot more that yeah. we do, and I want to get to it, but I think we want to pause. I think this lady deserves a cocktail. Yes. All this hard work, what do you think? <laughs> yeah, let's go, let's go. Let's do, do a it. really fun cocktail really quick. Okay, let's do it. It's the holidays, right? What is the number one drink right now sold? Re Renaissance cocktail right now in uh, the US and globally. Espresso martini, right? Of course, yes. 100%, it's everywhere. Well. I was like, what do I love about the espresso martini? I mean, I love the little caffeine jolts. I love all the things. I think it's really cool. It's Italian heritage, blah, 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 blah. Well, whatever. I was like, what can make it more holiday? I was like, all right, caramel syrup. Mmm, sounds good. Caramel syrup, like more spices in it. Okay, let's put some cardamom in there. Let's put some bay leaf in it. Let's put all these things in there. I'm like, all right, we'll make that. So I made this beautiful caramel syrup, which I loved. And I put it um, on the stove and we cooked it down and we made it with a little bit of alcohol so we burned it, almost like like flambéed it. And then you're left with this aromatic, vanilla-y, caramel-y syrup, which is super wonderful and I love it. But here's the, se the secret to espresso martini. There is no cream in the espresso martini. There is going to be no milk in the espresso martini. There shouldn't be any of those things in there. You're supposed to be using fresh espresso that has a crema on it straight out of the machine, and you are gonna use it today. So this is the recipe for two drinks right now that I'm gonna make, but I will also have on designated drinker.show um, the cocktails um, broken down in one. So this is a salted caramel espresso martini that you can make by the pitcher, if you will, for your friends. You buy yourself a little frother, it'd be really nice. Oh yeah. And very delicious, all right? And you could always serve it hot if you really wanted to, but that's just coffee. Okay, so <laughs> here we go, right? We're going to start off with um, one ounce of our salted caramel syrup. Um, has a little bit of um, spices, make it your own, put anything in there. You know what, try something different this year. Maybe not so much cinnamon, okay? I love cinnamon, I am a big fan of it. Try a different herb, any, any other dried spice, anyone, pick one. Anything from the spice trade, okay? So we're gonna add um, one ounce of salted caramel syrup, so we're gonna put two in here for two drinks. We're going to add now um, four ounces of vodka, there's two per cocktail. And then we're going to add with that um, one shot of espresso. One shot of pulled espresso is roughly two ounces, okay? If you go to a maniac place and they give you like four ounces, you now have two drinks. So be careful <laughs> of what you're putting in there. So we're gonna put one and two. And I thought it'd be really fun. You know, we can make these in a large size glass, which would is, you know, really great. But I found these really beautiful um, little tiny 
tiny. Espresso glasses. They're so and they're cute. so cute. We'll fill them up twice. But I was like, they're gold leaf, they're really beautiful. And if you follow us on Instagram or you listen to the first part of the episode, you know that we just made you um, gold leaf um, flaked um, salt. So we're gonna actually stick that to the glass. Now, if you have a regular martini glass, it's gonna work a little bit better. I've never actually done this on an espresso glass. We're gonna try it. A little teacup. Yeah, so um, we're gonna just basically take a little bit of this gold leafing and salt and just make a little tiny lipstick print. Oh, and it's cute. ever so cute. And you put it on your glass first and you're taking, taking a lime, which you can't say. And I'm just tapping it gently into our Maldon and gold leaf salt. And I'm not telling you to put all this in your mouth at once. Take the tip of your tongue and put it on there. Don't ever taste it. It's totally fine. There's a little bit of salt in your uh, syrup anyway, right? So now we're going to take our shaker tin. We've rimmed our glass. We're gonna take our shaker tin, pour it in, three quarters full of ice on top, and we're gonna give this a shake nice and hard and make sure the top is on, otherwise you'll be wearing coffee. Like I am. I know, I just got coffee all over there. Olive. It's good to see, because that's something I've done. <laughs> Actually, I did once, did a whole face. I went right into my face. I was like, oh my God, Gina would laugh at me because she peed her pants. <laughs> ah, what are you getting? Okay, so we're taking our cocktail. It is running down my mic and off of me, so there you go. If you did it right, you're going to have that. And that's what you're looking for, a big, beautiful foam. And you think that it is from milk, it is not. I didn't put heavy cream in here, no. I didn't do anything. I just used beautiful fresh espresso and our syrup. Look how pretty that and is. And it should look just like a coffee. And that is a real espresso martini. Here we go, Molly. Thank you. Gina, this is so delicious. Yes, the gold flakes are really pretty. I want the salt. I never thought to add salt. Well, it's, it's a salty caramel syrup, and you can spice it any way that you want. Like, I would, you have to like own it. Like, whatever flavors you like, use that, right? But here's the trick with this you want to serve this for a lot of people at your house for a holiday and not be doing this. You can pull the coffee prior and then use a, a frother, like that little thing that costs like 12 bucks. Yeah. And you can like literally put that in a pitcher and pull it. You want the foam, you need the foam. Yeah. And do not add milk, it's so gross, I just yeah. can't. But what I really like is what I appreciate about it, it's the, of course you got the bitterness of the espresso, but it's so well rounded, it's yeah. rounded by the caramel. It's so smooth. So I, I have caramel. Do you have caramel or do we have caramel? I'm split. I was born in Nebraska, so mm. caramel is the Midwestern way, but I've, I've adopted caramel. Really? Yes. Yeah. Even though in my heart, I still say caramel. <laughs> <laughs> caramel corn, but you're yep, really yep, caramel. Yep. Caramel corn. Maybe it depends like on the food. Yeah. Yeah. Why are you like corn? No. Caramel apple? <laughs> no, it's caramel apple. <laughs> it's coffee, it's caramel, and you it's water. It doesn't matter, this is delicious. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, but I love the little, I love the little glasses the most. That, so this little baby teacup is stinking so it's cute. It's, it's like, an espresso <laughs> cup. Is it from, oh, uh, did you get it from Italy? I did not. I got it from a little Nana that was selling her wares at uh, Eastern Market one day. Nice. And I loved every second of it. I was like, how many do you have? She's like, four. I'm like, I'll take them. And I carried them home. Anyway, where, where are you? Gonna, you're, no. it, uh, uh, 
Uh, you're going to go to designateddrinker.show for any of our tips, tricks, how-tos, and recipes. And, of course, please, um, Instagram, like, come and see the tips, like, with my face on it because it's kind of fun. And then DM us with questions. You can interact. Yeah. I mean, she is the mixtress DC. There's not I much. Know, maybe we can do some live or, Instagrams. Or, you know, maybe what we do is we challenge him to stump you. Maybe then. Maybe that's what it is. You're going to be like, try to stump Gina. It'll right. be hard, but I mean, come on. Let's do it like a live Instagram before the holidays as, as we release these. Oh, well, we'll be drunk and lose yeah. listeners. No, it's fun. Why not? <laughs> and then we can force them to donate to, to there we go. Um, Fresh Farm. Speaking of, if you didn't catch anything that Gina was talking about, about finding <laughs> the recipes, you can just simply scroll down into your episode notes. You'll find links to all of those things, our library, library of libations, six seasons, holy cow. Um, all of our tips and tricks are there. Of course, like she said, we're on Instagram if you didn't know that. Um, and, but we're also gonna make sure that you have a link to Fresh Farm and so that people can um, be a part of everything that you're doing and figure out how they can be a part of it, what they can give, time, money, whatever it is that you're, you need, they can find out more about you. And again, I do recommend if you aren't in the DC area, Fresh Farm isn't um, local to you, find one of your own local charities because there's a lot of people in a lot of need and you can um, can be happier for it. You you benefit from it. It's giving is gives you just as much as you get. I, yeah. Just as much as you give. I'd be happy to receive an envelope and someone said I gave $50 to Fresh uh, to, um Fresh well, you're making me so nervous now. Fresh I didn't farm. even say it anymore. Um, fresh farm on my behalf or like yeah. as a gift instead. I was going to get you something, but I got you this instead. I was yeah. like, it's so much better than anything you can give. Yeah, really. absolutely. Absolutely. Next question, if there's a way to expose your children. You have school programs, right? Yes, we do. Yeah. So we, um, our Food Prints program has been around um, since 2009. And we, uh, it's a... Uh, education program in, D in 20 DC public schools where kids get to grow, cook, eat, and learn um, about nutritious local food. So um, in, their, in their food prints class that they attend, they get to work in their school garden. They, it's integrated with what they're learning in their science classes and their math classes. So they're learning about plant parts. They're learning about um, you know, fractions as they're making their recipes and scaling oh, that's things. Cool. Yeah. yeah. So it's really embedded in I was like their waiting for the math part. I'm like right. using a ruler and measuring the <laughs> They growth. do that yeah. too. They <laughs> do like, that too. But yeah. Um, so yeah, they, they get to work in the garden and get to, you know, plant the seeds and then they get to harvest the vegetables and then they take those vegetables into their classroom and they make apple beet carrot salad or kale salad or radishes on on bread with butter and you know they're oh, eating delicious. it is and these kids who maybe didn't know what a radish is or didn't think they liked kale are asking for seconds and they're eating it with their friends and it's just a really positive experience where they get to be hands-on have ownership over the food that they're making and then sharing that with their friends and then taking that back home to their families and saying, can we make, you know, this broccoli salad? Can we make this kale salad? Um, and then also, you know, of course, integrating with what they're, what they're learning in their um, academic classrooms as well. So, um, yeah, we're serving 7,000 um, elementary school students with the Food Prince program. Wow. Um, and yeah, we love it. <laughs> cool. Teach them to grow it. Exactly. And so you got to teach them to grow it. You exactly. Give them the knowledge. Otherwise, it doesn't. It just stops. Right. Yeah. You can do for them, but they got to do for themselves too. Right. And that's amazing. Right. And even me, as a you know, when I was in my mid twenties farming, like being able to harvest a carrot made it so much more magical than buying it at the grocery store. So I know the first time I grew anything, and it was I 
I don't know why I planted Japanese eggplants before I lived in Hawaii. I lived in Little Rock of all places and I did a little garden and I planted this eggplant. I, you would have thought that I just like, I don't know, found diamonds in the ground. I was so excited and I, and I'm in my thirties when I did that yeah. for the first time. I'm like, that was so damn cool. <laughs> so I would imagine for a kid that would be very exciting. Yeah. Cool. Louise was at my house and I had done carrots and like I was like, I was like carrots suck. I'm like, they're the worst. I'm like, you have to do so many things and my soil is really rocky still. Like, it was still moving. Like I have a lot of we have a lot of um, quartz in our soil. Mm -hmm. So the carrots are like janky and they yeah. look crazy. And that's when they like start they, hugging yeah. each other and twisting yeah, yeah, around yeah. each other. So she pulled this one thing out that looked like a Goliath and then she was like, what is that? And I go, I don't know, I wouldn't eat it. <laughs> She's like, it's like, a carrot. Thank you, don't worry. I was like, it's a very big, giant psycho carrot. Would you like a little more? Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah. But I, it, it, there is something very... There was a lot of jokes made at this very large Goliath carrots. <laughs> yeah. Kids, but, you know. <laughs> I will say this. I bet you. So when I first started doing all that stuff with um, with um, Fresh Farm and, and everybody, and like when I met Emily, I was really young, right? I was in my, my mid-20s. Mm -hmm. And I guarantee you I would have never, like, planted all the things that I went out and just planted because... Had I known that persimmons grow really well right. in northern Maryland, western Maryland, where I live, would you know that? No, of course you wouldn't know. How would you know that? But they just do because Emily grows them, and then you have, you have these things, and, you know, Asian pears and all these beautiful things, you know? Yeah. And I so really, you have Asian pears? We have three Asian pear trees that have, will not, they will not bloom, they don't, I'm sorry, produce fruit for, like, a long time. Well, I'm... Obviously, this is. I'm I in the long game. With, you really, I'm in the long game with you, Gene. Yeah, I've yeah. proven that. I just yeah. love Asian pears. Yeah, I, I got like, my Ooh. first apples this year, and you can't. I, you know, you can't pull them off. You have to let mm -hmm. them fall. So it's really hard. And they're pink lady apples. Oh. I was like, oh my gosh, this is so great. Want them and, so bad. <laughs> and I'm like, don't pull them; they'll fall. And then you know, either we'll we'll catch them in time, or we'll give them to the chickens. Like yeah. either way, someone's gonna get them. Yeah. So mm -hmm. it's uh, it's kind of it's kind of amazing, right? It is. It's kind of amazing. Yeah. I, I think that I know that I'm what I'm gonna give this year instead. I think I, I think I know the two things I'm definitely doing for everybody, so good luck. I'm gonna be giving this and I'm gonna well, be giving pies. You know, I did that to the kids last year. Mm -hmm. I made nieces and nephews. Mostly nephews. This got yeah, the niece didn't because she was going away to college, so she got money because yeah. she's Sure. Getting ready for school, that was bigger. But the nephews all got a donation to a thing that they liked. And now did, <laughs> one of our nephews, I call him feral. He's a little bit of a feral child and he's really into wolves. And so he donated to the wolf uh, rescue for him in his name. His name's Lars, Larson Wolf. There's not an E in his name. Uh, and so, uh, I donated to them, and Gina's like, uh, yeah, good luck. How's that going to, let me know how that goes over. It was really cute that he was, he's six, and he, he were on um, FaceTime, and he's opening, he's, and what the, <laughs> the organization sends, like, all these pamphlets and whatnot to explain about the organization, but he's six. <laughs> <laughs> so he's going through this box, and he's like, I got a brochure. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like. <laughs> I got a letter. <laughs> he's like going through all these. Like, I can't read these. <laughs> he's like, and he's trying to pretend like he's being grateful. <laughs> it's like, Mom, Aunt Louise is me some papers. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> 
he did get what happened was I did order because that came with like the gift kind of like what organizations send but he got a big wolf like stuffed animal yeah, and he had a nice. wolf t-shirt that just didn't come in time he just got this <laughs> box full of pamphlets yeah. he's like Italy sucks <laughs> no I'm called the other lady Oh, the other lady. I'm the other lady. Oh, the other lady sucks. <laughs> it sucks. But I'm still the favorite, so that's good. It's a low bar, apparently, in their family. <laughs> that's so funny. I love that. All right, Molly, uh, we have one other thing, but before we do that, is there anything that you would want our listeners to know? Like, if you just, like, I just want them to know this. I want listeners to go out and meet their favorite local farmer you know and don't be afraid to uh, strike up a conversation at your local farmers market because you never know when you might meet your emily who's going to teach you about seckle pears and persimmons in maryland um or introduce you to your new favorite favorite recipe so i think you know taking advantage of those relationships that are at the heart of farmers markets um is really what makes them special and what better time to do that than around the holidays cool it's cool yeah all right. It's all you now, sister. So, you know, in San age, everyone has a special, like, uh, a spirit animal. They're like, oh, I identify with um, the Japanese lanternfly because I want to be an invasive species, right? No, <laughs> uh-huh. I'm just kidding. If you could be one spirit ingredient, it could be for food or beverage, doesn't matter, mm-hmm. what would that ingredient be and and why? <laughs> I couldn't Ooh. think. I just didn't think too much of this. I'm like, and I'll have another sip. I don't know. <laughs> That's a really tough question. Um, spirit ingredient. Spirit ingredient. I want to like think of something really like unique no, and the first, fun. The first but, thing is the best answer. Okay, well then the first thing that popped into my head is lemon because mm. I think it complements sweet, it complements savory, and it's, you know, a little punchy and makes things more exciting. I love that. <laughs> well done. Like that was I a tough question. That. I love that. That's how we always know if you did your homework before you came on the show. Like, like, do you know the question? Some people are like super like, oh, I know, I'm ready. And then they'll be like, I want to be a black bear. I'm like, wait, well, um, no, it's spirit ingredient for food. They're like, oh, that's not what I heard. I'm like, okay. That's not what I heard. That's not it. Yeah. Well, I want it. That's right? beautiful. It is. It oh, is. no, I know. I love it. I love Lemon's one of the most versatile um, yeah. citrus fruits out there. Yeah. Side note, I think that all closed malls should become indoor citrus groves. Ooh. I have, like, really wanted this forever. Can we I, just have one side be pickleball, though? I'm just saying, I just think it's such a great use of dead space, and, yeah. like, nobody like, is listening to me. I'm like, you can charge people to play pickleball that can finance yes, the lemons. But also, what do, what do abandoned malls have? Giant skylights across yeah. the way. Yep. You could grow... A grove right there that has lemons and limes and citrus and everything. Mm. Local citrus. What I would give. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, this should be the initiative. How can we do it? There's so many abandoned malls. Like I can name like four right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty sad. They're just sitting there, and then and then you know people can retire and live there in a store. In the store, in the trees. No. No, like in a store space. <laughs> I mean, that's what's going to happen to our generation. We'll be living in malls. 
or underground, whatever. Yeah. Anyway, Molly, you're wonderful. Yes, and I'm also a crazy person, so. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thank you for all that you do. Thank you for the everything that Fresh Farm does. Thank you for telling all of us about it, and um, I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful holiday. Thank you. You too. Thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. Cheers to that. Cheers. 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 I'm gonna spill this. I, I want to cheers anyway. Cheers. <laughs> the Designated Drinker Show is produced by Missing Link, a Latino-owned, strategy-driven, creatively-fueled production co-op. From ideation to creation, we craft human connections through intelligent, engaging, and informative content. Also in the Missing Link lineup of podcast is Roger That, a podcast dedicated to guiding you through the haze of dementia, led by skilled caregivers. Now, if you're looking for a whole new way to enjoy the theater, check out Between Acts, an immersive audio theater podcast experience. Each episode takes you on a spellbinding journey through the works of newfound playwrights, from dramas to comedies and everything in between. Find Missing Link's League of Podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And while you're there, please don't forget to follow, download, and review the shows. Your reviews help our shows reach new audiences. To find out more about Missing Link, visit missinglink.company. That's missinglink.company.